1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. Oh yes, he's in
1: Revelation of the Daleks Yes Oh, he's brilliant in <laughs> Revelation of the Daleks oh, I might have to I might have to watch Revelation of the Daleks later He's also he's, in what was He's I, got a brilliant wig in that Like a ginger
3: wig <laughs> He was also in Boone Ken, Oh, Ken Boone From Britain An ancient
4: kingdom With legends of violence Cruelty and torment in its blood
0: Join your hosts, Ross, John, and James,
3: as they bravely tread where few would dare. Witness their journey into the horrific history of British horror.
4: They are...
0: The General Witchfinders. so welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, goblins and ghouls, to the 21st episode of the General Witchfinders podcast, our second glorious year. <laughs> I'm James in Bournemouth in southern England.
1: I'm John Pountney. I'm in the south of Wales,
3: which is still in the south of Wales. I'm Ross in Dorchester, which is... In the south, south of England, <laughs> and in today's episode, we are covering the BBC ghost stories for Christmas, in particular a warning to the curious and the, sing- the, sig- the single, oh, the, single a, and the, the single man, the uh, single man, the single man, the single man who is a, who is a single man. Man. man, yeah,
1: brilliant. Along the coast of Norfolk, there persists an ancient legend. It is said that in the Dark Ages when the Vikings were a constant scourge. The three royal crowns of Anglia were hidden in the ground. The crowns, so the legend runs, had a strange power. No foreign army would invade the kingdom of Anglia so long as at least one of them remained undisturbed. Since that time, the site of one crown has been plundered by thieves and its treasure melted down, another, Has been covered by the encroaching sea. Only one crown now remains, lying somewhere in its royal burial ground.
0: A Ghost Story for Christmas is a strand of annual British short television films originally broadcast on BBC One between 1971 and 1978 and revived sporadically by the BBC since 2005. With one exception, the original installments were directed by Lawrence Gordon-Clark and, Mm. like the first uh, Doctor Adventure, the spearhead from space. (laughs) The films were all shot on 16mm colour film. The remit behind the the series was to provide a television adaptation of a classic ghost story in line with the oral tradition of telling supernatural tales at Christmas. Each installment is a separate adaptation of a short story, ranging between 30 and 50 minutes in duration, and the first five are adaptations of Ghost Stories by M. R. James. The six is based on a short story by Charles Dickens, and the two final instalments are original screenplays by Clive Exton and John Bowen, respectively. The stories were titled A Ghost Story for Christmas in listings such as the Radio Times, although this did not appear on screen until the mm. single in 1976. An earlier black-and-white adaptation of M. R. James Whistle and I'll Come to You Directed by Jonathan Miller and shown as part of the series omnibus in 1968, is often cited as an influence upon the production of the films and is sometimes included in part, as part of the series. For tonight's podcast, we watched "A Warning to the Curious," the second of the films broadcast on Christmas Eve in our favourite year of 1972. It featured <laughs> Peter Vaughan, Clive Swift, Roger, yeah. Mil- uh, Roger, Roger Milner. not John Roger Frazier. Miller,
1: the, the um, Cameroonian football. <laughs>
0: To say, I was, I was trying to read on this guy. I know I'm going to need glasses soon. I've to say, before his breakthrough tour, you know, 1990, italian 90. <laughs> and Gilly Fraser, where an amateur archaeologist travels through a remote seaside town in Norfolk to search for the lost mm. crown of Anglia. But after unearthing it, he is haunted by a mysterious figure. And The Signalman from the 22nd of December, 1976, featuring Denholm Elliott, Bernard Lloyd, Reginald Jessup. Carina Wyeth, in which a railway signalman tells a curious traveller how he is being troubled by a spectre that seems Mm. to predict calamity. Mm. This, being the sixth of the original run of films, is based on a short story by Dickens. Thought to be influenced by Dickens' own involvement with the Staplehurst rail crash in Kent on the 9th of June, 1865. While passing over a viaduct, a cast iron viaduct fractured, causing most of the carriages to fall into the river below. Dickens was in the first carriage, which derailed sideways but did not fall completely. It was suspended at a precarious angle, and the coupling of the coach in front, uh, by the coupling of the coach in front, and held up by the remains of the viaduct's masonry. Dickens helped rescue other passengers and was commended for his actions. But the experience subsequently had a profound effect on his
3: life, along with witnessing gas ghosts from another planet who tried yes. to take over the, <laughs> the bodies of the recently deceased.
1: Mm. He was also travelling on the train with his mistress. Oh. And that had, a big, that had big connotations for, for the rest of his life because oh, obviously wow. it wasn't a very Victorian way to be uh, I think Living. his mistress and her mother. I watched a programme on it
3: once. Was You've that... got orbs.
1: You've got orbs in there. With Many orbs.
3: <laughs> well, was um, was Teddy Savalis on the train as well? <laughs> no the <zombies> no. <laughs> survive.
1: no, but um yeah it was a, ho- a, a a horrible true life accident uh lots of people killed did we say then mm. how many people were
3: killed no, no i didn't say just said a lot it yeah. was yeah horrible thing
1: mm. quite a well-known disaster but yeah. um do i i come clean now to our to the dear listener that um I've made notes for the wrong thing tonight, but I have seen these two things many times. Oh, and recently
3: I... over Christmas as well. Yep.
1: Yes, I do have thoughts about them quite regularly, so that's fine. <laughs> um, so which
3: one do we start with, Ross? Uh, let's start with Warning to the Curious. Um, okay, so right. this is, um, I watched this a couple of days ago and I thought I better remind myself what happened in it, as it were. And I thought well, not much happens in this, but actually I ended up writing quite a few pages of notes on
1: it. Oh, it's brilliant. Um it's a masterpiece of colour t- film television. Um strangely for for people of our age, strangely reminiscent of um Dad's Army, I find. Yes. When when they um <laughs> when Dad's army went out on location and they shot it on film. That's how this looked, isn't it? Yes. Warmington on Sea. I don't know if yeah. Warmington on Sea is anywhere near um, did they name the uh, place in this?
3: I'm not. I haven't got it in my notes. But it's, it's is it Burnstow?
1: Because I, I think in the story it's Burnstow, or is that? Um, oh, I can't remember. Uh, basically, I always mix up in my mind. There's two. There's "Born into the Curious" and there's "Whistle and I'll Come to You." One is based on um, Felix Stow, which is Burnstow, mm. and the other one is based on. Um, uh, uh, I've gone blank. Carry on anyway. So, where do
3: I know the um the main protagonist from? He's in Porridge. Uh, oh, yeah. I was going to say, so is he? Is he the one who's like got a budgie, and he's like the um yes, yeah. Like yeah. The, uh, he's okay. in
1: loads of things though. He was in uh, Our Friends in the North. Um, he was in loads of stuff. Peter I knew it was he's a to brilliant do it prison. actor. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a brilliant but actor. That's
3: that's
1: where you'll know him from.
0: Is he had
3: Only falls of Horses as well?
0: Possibly, probably yeah. at some point. <laughs> Why not? Um, So, yes, it starts off with this fantastic kind of narration, doesn't it? So straight away, I was like, this is good. I'm on board with this because, you know, Mm. I like a bit of folk horror. And it Mm. starts off with this whole kind of the the narration, which, John, I'm assuming is just taken straight from the
1: the short story. I don't think it is at all because it's it's substantially changed from the um, uh, short story. Okay. So the short story is rumored to be set in 1917 during the mm-hmm. First World War. It's World War. Yeah. Um, whereas this is this is changed to like the Great Depression, isn't it? Mm. Um but it's set in zebra which is um uh like a, a, a pen name for Aldbra in Suffolk. Oh. Which okay. is where um Benjamin Britten resided okay. famously. Interesting. Um so yeah it's it's yeah. This version is substantially different. Okay. But thematically very similar to the short story. Okay. Um, whereas the, the short story is written from the point of view of um, well, there's two characters, and Clive Swift replaces those two characters. Okay. Yeah. In, yeah. in only the way that Clive Close. Swift can do. <laughs> I, I, I've got to be honest. Probably Clive Swift is probably our most reviewed
0: actor in
3: this podcast. When well, he
0: pops up, I thought, "Oh Christ, there he is again!" Him and
3: Christopher Lee. <laughs> yeah, Christopher, so he's in this. Christopher Lee, Peter Cushion, and Peter Cushion's wife are the the main <laughs> yeah. mentioned people. And um, Clive Swift. So yeah. he was in Death Deathline. Mm-hmm. He's in this. He's mm-hmm. in
1: um, Frenzy. Mm-hmm. What else yep. is he in?
4: Well, Keeping
1: up appearances. <laughs> 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 our, lost, our, our T- lost episodes TV's, TV's keeping up, keep up appearances <laughs> I wonder oh, it would be good if they'd done imagine if they'd done a, a, a horror crossover of keeping up appearances wow. I always, where, always
3: found it horrific it was horrible
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hyacinth and Richard go and stay in a haunted mansion that would have been absolutely it would have been brilliant. great Halloween special
3: I, I re-read. Oh, I'd
1: love to watch that now with um, Onslow in the uh, <laughs> falling into the um... Onslow
3: and Daisy in like a four poster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Lord. can see it
1: now.
0: <laughs> um, I I reread after what, after seeing him again, and as John absolutely correctly says making me go, oh, Christ, Clive Swift again. I thought, I'm going to reread yeah. that interview with Doctor Who magazine. Yes. Because I said, I'm, you know, I should say, I'm not the Whovian out of us three. But yeah. even I was aware of this absolute car crash interview that he gave oh, to no. Doctor Who magazine, which is one of like, the rudest interviews ever. It's amazing. And you who is he talking
1: away. to, James? Does oh, it, does it... Yes. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah that's
1: oh, it. I don't know if I know the, I don't know if I know the writer. No, that's a shame. If it was Tom Spillsbury, I know Tom Spillsbury, who's no. a very nice man. He was the editor. He was a very, he's, a, he's he still is a very nice man. He's not dead. Um, well,
3: your friend um, Gary Ross would have known him because he was in two episodes of The Famous Five.
1: Clive Swift was? Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask Gary what, he's, what he thinks about him. Um. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know Yes, because
0: as I was reading about it today, it said that apparently like the reason that um, Russell C Davis allowed that interview to go out, and it's you know yeah. they must was because he'd been such a dick on set, <laughs> <laughs>
4: and this was there was some sort
0: of payback as if to say yes, you know. So I've just found it here. Who on earth mm. is Clive Swift? Um, oh, and amazing! Yes, and and the end it is. Um, uh, the interviewer uh, asked, uh, speaks to him and asks him about saying, uh, you know, have you always wanted to act? Yeah.
4: Um
0: but then he, uh, he then cut, <laughs> he kind of goes into like this long ramble. And then he says, I'm happy talking as myself. I've got my own little cabaret show. Well, I say little, but I can do a whole evening. I do it with a young girl. Tell stories about my career. Then it just says, chats in length about his show. In brackets. <laughs> I call it Richard Bucket Overflows because I'm rather fed up with people just thinking of me as Richard from Keeping well, Up Appearances, which they yes. often do. The question Do people sometimes shout Richard at you in the street? Sometimes I tell them to fuck off. (laughs) Right. And then he says, right, one final question. And he says, I think that's more than enough, isn't it? How many pages are you going to have on Mr. Cooper? On Mr. Copper? Well, (laughs) I was just going to ask. There's no reason why I should talk to you at all. So you shouldn't push it. I'm sure you'll write something very nice. Stony silence. I know that you think this is all a very big world, this Who business, but it isn't. There are (laughs) much bigger things in life than this. Well, maybe, but it means a lot to a great deal to many of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goodbye.
1: (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Whenever I hear interviews like that, I think that's how I'd behave if I had to do
4: interviews. (laughs) Because the obsequious,
1: snivelling little journalist talking shit about, you know, one role that you've done in life. Clive yeah. Swift was in Frenzy. So, Clive yeah, yeah. Swift was in A Warning to Chris- Christmas or whatever it's, it's an, called. An Excalibur.
3: <laughs> Clive is Swift was he, in Excalibur? Excalibur. Yeah. He was in. Uh, he was also in Tales of the Unexpected. Um, right. He he was in A Thing We Have Watched, which I can't
1: remember the name of, which is called Dead of Night, but it's not THE Dead of Night. No, the which is a, yeah. A BBC anthology series, which they've recently... D- dug up somewhere he was in a very good episode of that where four people are in a house party and i think the ending is that they all realize that they're dead and they're ghosts oh. and that's really good we should Spoilers. we should review well, that not now
3: no you spot it <laughs> right. So, anyway, let's He's start. There's also a reminder oh, called an officer and a car salesman. Let's, let,
0: let's, let, let's face it it's a it's a heavyweight CV. Yeah, yeah.
1: There are bigger things than Doctor Who, Doctor Who. And, and I agree with them.
3: Yeah, he yeah. was in Wolf um, in nineteen ninety four. Just kept. Was pl- that kept in nineteen eighty four? Yeah. Woof.
4: Yeah. Wolf.
1: I thought it was oh, later God. than that. It was ITV, Wolf, wasn't it? I didn't yeah. watch it. No,
4: no. don't, don't like watch this.
1: commercial television. No. Right. So, okay, yeah, so, no, no. so
3: the uh, idea was I've that we we rush through now. these really, really quick because yeah. two <laughs> of them. Yeah. We've now done twenty minutes and we haven't got <laughs> yeah. to the beginning of it yet. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, it so begins, what do we see so, at the beginning? We we well, see that another man digging on the hill. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Now before that, we get this, this that fantastic voiceover narration. Yes kind of explaining mm. this whole kind of folk horror thing that in Anglia there were once the crown. three three kings of Anglia. yeah. And legend has it that if the three crowns, as long as the three crowns remained mm. in Anglia, mm. it would never be invaded. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what comes, the Anglia
3: television um, little man on the horse was, was one of the... Know, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> right? uh, but then
0: we... we um, we're told that you know that all kind of came about from round about the time of the Vikings inv- Viking invasion and mm. Vikings never invaded there. And they said that during time of war, mm. um, or, or we learn that during during time of war, that you know that, that it will stop Britain from being invaded in some way, shape, or form. And then we cut to the first guy, kind of digging. Although he's not digging mm. down very deeply. I did think oh, no, in no. terms of an excavation. It's it's narrow. Yes. Um. And then a strange figure who, and I know if the tables were turned, he'd do exactly the same thing. I've got to say the guy, he had a big, a sense of Ross
1: about him. (laughs)
4: Which guy? (laughs) Which guy? Which one?
1: No No digging digging. (laughs) here. Yeah.
0: He's Ross S.
1: He does does look
3: like the uh, Lost Cleaver.
0: (laughs) well i no. think
3: he used the cleaver to kill someone didn't He He did. Yeah. He did,
4: which is
0: strange um, and so yeah he gets into a row this 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 no kind of digging strange, here. This, this kind of tall kind of dark but quite sort of emaciated figure arrives swarthy swarthy yeah keep going. yeah it declares no digging here no digging um and the man in very kind of you know britain class warfare you simple-minded yeah. fool, I have permission <laughs> from the land owner.
4: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then kind of
0: throws him to the floor. And then at yeah. which point, <laughs> fortuitously enough, it just happens yeah. to be like an axe there, yeah. which he then looks at, looks back over at our uh, kind of upper-class archaeologist. Is it a billhook? B- perhaps, I don't know. It might be and a billhook. He attacks him and kills him. Yes, and then we, And then that's it kind of it begins and we sort of flash forward however many years later and our protagonist Mm. arrives
1: i would say that it's a bill hook not an an axe james okay okay
3: cool Mm, just in case we get any letters yeah (laughs)
0: but i thought the thing that it really reminded you know and kind of put me in mind of was it's the like finding of the sutton who horde isn't it mm, yeah definitely <laughs> from that part of the world and again you know my my favorite woman in the universe dr nina ramirez <laughs> did a really br- and it's true After a you, really ab- <laughs> yeah of course right did an amazing documentary about the finding of the sutton who horde mm-hmm. and there's it was so so similar to this this whole thing that out in east anglia There are kind of remnants of the old kings of Britain and burial grounds of the old kings of Britain and sort of Viking leaders and things such as that. And out there in in the Fens, the Mm. Ministry of Defence were due to start sort of doing tank exercises and training. were they really? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. The archaeologist
0: said, for God's sake, you know, World War II was starting. And he said, look, for Mm. God's sakes, you've got to, I think there's a huge burial site here. You've got to let me excavate this before mm. you turn it over to the army so it's like a race mm. against time and then of course it turns out to be one of the greatest archaeological finds in this country you can go and see it at the british
3: museum it's amazing one of the things mm. that made me realize i wanted to be friends with you john is when you described my um you said my i looked face. like the, the yeah what you said my face looked like the sun who helmet
4: <laughs> Did I, Accurate? Yeah. Accurate?
3: <laughs> well, I don't remember any of this sorry <laughs> when was that uh, yeah back in back in the card of days days. (laughs) at the beginning of the um
1: the um the three crown idea i think Mm. is a brilliant there's no Mm. basis in fact of it at all it is all totally made up by mr james but i think it is a brilliant uh it's almost better than the story in some ways Mm. that the that the um the uh what would you call it the mystical story feels so realistic that it actually you know is better thank you, than the um than the wave waved that you could it's almost better than the story itself because it mm. feels so real doesn't it mm. in yeah. the yeah, yeah. in in this and within the uh source material that we're discussing
3: so we have um the chat from um porridge coming to uh the, the town and he, he's kind of looking a bit down a hill. He's looking like this is kind of yeah his he, shoes he, are falling apart. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He doesn't look like um your academic um <laughs> no. sort of archaeologist. But this no. is someone who is a, a more of a treasure hunter I would say than an archaeologist. Mm-hmm. And he um he checks himself into a a pub. Is it a mm. pub or what? In or, or like oh, yeah. It's an
1: inn, yeah, isn't it? It's a be- I've got to say that all of this film looks beautiful. It all it looks like where I want to live, basically.
0: Very atmospheric. It's yeah. really all atmospheric.
1: Through. All the waterways and the kind of landscapes and the, fens. And, the and the trees, the fens, yeah, exactly, yeah. look really lovely in it. And the the I don't know how they did the interiors of the pub, but they look absolutely bang on. There is nothing about this that makes you think it was filmed in 1972. It looks yeah. like time travel. It looks like the late 20s or early 30s. Yeah, but I I, nothing... I feel like
3: a lot of places from our childhood still looked like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. they did. You know, um, And when you watch, like, Most Haunted, you know, if they just got all the crap out of these, those buildings, they would just look <laughs> like they did, like, 100 years ago. There's yeah. this... You know, not much has changed in this country, really, uh, apart from you know when they turn a lovely cinema into a Weatherspoons. You know, it, uh, a, a, lot of the, a lot of the pubs still look the same, uh, but I think the um, the guy who um, sort of who is running the inn. Sort of gets the uh, the number of uh, our, our protagonists. But he's not running it, Cleves. He's the boots. Oh, the boots man, yes. But he gets the idea. that He's just could... the boots. He's the
1: he's just like the waiter or the equivalent.
3: Right. But he gets the idea that this person's not hasn't got much money. Um, mm. Yes. Hard times. But he, sees,
1: he gives him his shoes to polish, and then he sees the underneath of his shoes, and they're very worn, aren't they? Yeah. But, so the implication is that he can't afford to... My... He would have had his shoes rehealed at that point.
0: Course. Yes. my My reading of it was that the uh, the original murder was taking place during World War I and that this mm. is now the, the interwar years and the yes. Great depression. Oh okay. Yeah. interesting. because on the yeah, newspaper yeah, yeah. It, we see on the one newspaper headline it says two
1: million now unemployed." Yes, yes yeah. There's a definite passage of time between the first murder mm. because the the implication is that the guy has been dead for some time, some time. They, yeah yeah w- when I say the guy. William Ager, no digging here. In here. Mm.
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it gives the impression, and I think, which is in both stories, and it's something I get a lot from. M.I. James? Sort of stories uh, is like a, a man, normally mm. an older guy, someone um, mm. who hasn't got anything. He hasn't got a family. Mm. He has, he he's someone who's totally alone. Mm. And and then both these stories, and a lot of these the, the stories of the silk have that kind of feeling of, for me intense loneliness and mm. people who are trying to fill their life with something yeah just because to give them something to do and mm. and something i was i said to beck when we was watching these i said you know before you had television and, and radio and all and all that kind of stuff when it got dark if you did not have a family what would you yeah. do what would what yeah would, you exactly. know, you know, they, they would read but yeah um you know a lot of quiet tonight. yeah a lot of quiet time and there's a lot of quietness yeah, in all of lovely. these things <laughs> yeah,
1: it's that's when i um bizarrely because i was doing notes for um um whistle and i'll come to you tonight and i and that's michael horden and at one point i've written it tremendous weight and loneliness mm. like mm. he walks into a room at one point and just the weight of like and the loneliness and then he remembers he's got the flute and he's like oh, I've got something to do tonight mm. because he's staying on his own in the hotel. And yeah, M.R. uh protagonists are literally always, I think, I'm trying to think, I think there's one story where the main character is a lady who is reciting the story to her grandchildren. But I would say that the main protagonists of all M.R. James' stories are single men, bachelors, as they were called, mm. men in inverted commas, who are just... Um, yeah, lonely. And they, and they they go and stay in places and they kind of just... Sit there yeah, in the well, silence. They just do nothing, yeah. Awesome. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a strange thing because, yeah, in terms of modernity, now you think, God, actually, that would be quite pleasant to not have phones, television, radio, the constant kind of stimulus of like... Mm. You know, if someone wanted to get hold of you, they've either got a telegram, send you a telegram, or, like, write you a letter. Mm. Mm. And, you know, in, in, in some of MR James's stories, it's mentioned that, you know, there's, like, three posts in one day. And, mm. You know, you could write a letter, and, you know, the Victorian system works damn so better than us. I read a great mm.
3: one the other, the other night. I think I read it on Christmas Eve, actually. The Treasurer of Abbott Thomas. Mm. Um, yes, and there's a part, if I'm picking the right one, it's the one that's down the whale.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, that's another BBC adaptation.
3: Oh, I haven't read I haven't seen that one yet.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's our mate from, um, it's our mate from the stone tape. Oh, is it? Um, you know, you know what a rat sounds like, oh, boy.
3: Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I need to watch it now then. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, something happens to him. So, but then he has to send a letter off to someone to come yes. and help him, you know, yeah, and yeah, he just yeah, like yeah, wait days yeah. for that person to yeah. get the letter. Then that person, I think they have to travel, do they have to travel to another country? You know, yes, it's just...
1: they're in Germany or Belgium yeah. or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just yeah. how
3: slow things happen. So
1: it is a, yeah, it's a totally different, but it's a bit like, it's almost, um, that one is a bit like a Sherlock Holmes kind of feel to it, because it's a bit of a mystery, isn't it?
3: Yeah. Anyway, I so he, borrowed, he borrows a bike um, uh, from the the boots guy. The boots, yeah. Um, and, that, and I said, and he swiftly goes to a ride and then just leaves that bike on the side of the road where it could easily get stolen. So it doesn't really <laughs> look after it very well. But then he goes and um, visits the exposition vicar, who gives him a lot of. Um, yeah.
0: Well, first of all, we get this wonderful sort of shot once again, very uh, moody, those, um, those horror I love. Of, of just yeah. like an, this this kind of Saxon church middle yeah. of nowhere awesome and looks creepy straight away. Again, it just looks beautiful, Really
1: good doesn't atmosphere. It? Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. far from Wales. I've never been. I would give it's the North Norfolk coast. Mm. So really you can't get North, much further. North
3: Norfolk uh, digital. Digital.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, across Britain, you can't really get much further away from Wales. I would love to visit the location of that church because it just looks amazing. But the vicar does do a sterling job of kind of explaining what's happening, Me. doesn't he? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, which is slightly different from the story, but is to all intents and purposes the same thing. Happens where mm. the kind of carrot is is dangled in front of Peter Vaughan's kind of. I think the, the what this um, uh, version implies is that it's slightly to do with greed mm. and um, making money rather than just curiosity that yeah but, killed but also I think the this cat. person
3: it feels to me like this person's lost everything and this is his last chance yes know, and i think
1: yeah that, yeah 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 yeah
3: so it's a mixture of greed but also necessity i think
1: yes mm. and something to do in it
3: yeah exactly <laughs> and yes we we, look, we
0: learn he says that the uh the the the, the burial location of the final crown is mm. kind of defended by the people of the area and doesn't he say, like, the uh, the eldest son of each family has to mm. Of a particular family, the, family the, that's right.
3: the Ager family. But then mm. they realise that there was one, the last surviving one died recently, didn't they? Yes. And, mm. Was it and
0: Thomas Ager?
1: He's very sickly.
0: William Ager. He was very, very sickly when so he was we old, right? Mm. Uh, yes, consumption.
4: Yeah, yes. but I think he, di-
3: he was also dying knowing that he was the last in his line and he had that... Mm. Had that weight on his yeah, yeah. Responsibility. Yeah, that responsibility was going. Yeah.
1: So, so then he does he then go to the excellent curiosity shop? Yes, he does to find the where the guy that runs the shop is in it for about ten seconds and steals the entire show? Yeah, yeah.
3: wasn't it the yeah. the guy who was the the um, the child antiques specialist um, <laughs> of a wagon? <laughs>
1: Do you mean James, aka Lauren Harris? Yeah, no, Harris? I think it's a slightly different person. <laughs> that's, that's
3: another good friend of yours, isn't it, John?
1: What? Who I directed a pop video oh, for? Video yeah. for. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no,
1: it's not her.
3: Um,
1: yes, another scene which is fantastic, uh, not in the book at all, and very weird kind yes. of feeling where the guy is talking about his doll called Susan, <laughs> and then he sees a little body in a case, and they talk about how it's in the Foundation of Bridges or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's more folk horror. They just, I yeah. thought,
0: oh, it's oh, dishing so, it out. So here. they, yeah,
1: they really elaborate on the folk horror in this part. And and yeah, like I say, that that's not in the original story at all. So oh, that is a good kind of, I don't know who wrote these. Who wrote these, Cleaves? Was it Lawrence Gordon-Clark as well? That wrote yeah, they, the he wrote all of them, didn't he? Because the, the screenplay is written by someone who's very literate and knows their subject well enough to kind of augment it in a way which feels totally natural which often isn't the case with stuff like Mm. this Um, see also the John Hurt version of um, Whistle and I'll Come to You which hasn't really got anything to do with the original story Um, by chance a book falls and it turns out that the it's is it a Bible it's which is the family is owned Bible, by, isn't it? From the yeah, Ager it's family. The, it's the Ager family's Bible. So we, we we see more links to the Ager kind of clan. Mm-hmm. Um and then we move into um the search for the location of the clans mm-hmm. basically, don't we? And then he goes
3: off and finds like this uh this old house where yes. there's a, a woman there who's putting out her washing and then the dog attacks him.
1: Yes. Uh, and the woman has got the best hairstyle I've ever seen. She's got literally the most amazing 70s stroke peasant kind of feather cut that's ever been on television. And it's the just the, the girl
3: from um, Deathline, that was our favourite hair. A ver- it's a very similar haircut actually, yeah.
1: isn't it? Yeah. Um, she looks like she's dipped her head in, um, like, the chip bat. She's come out to do mm. this scene. Um, was this from film the in... same
3: year as um, Deathline? This is, it was Deathline not two as well?
1: Almost certainly, yes. Yeah. I would have thought so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the Cla- fashion So, so Clive Smith would have, would have
3: filmed this the same year. Wow. Oh,
1: yeah, definitely, yeah. And the same year as Frenzy. Yeah.
5: So, he had what a bumper a year. year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> took, he took 1973
3: off,
5: probably. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> so yeah, he goes there. They talk about William Eager. I, like, I
3: said that he um, was always sort of like messing around on this sort of um, hill behind the, the yes. house. And she yeah. said that she still still sees a tramp sort of hanging around out there, but he never yeah, comes yeah, down. Yeah, so yeah. there's yeah. A, yeah. This, the first of this sort of the Ager figure up on. on well, just just mm. before that, we see
0: kind of like this mysterious figure just ahead of him,
3: mm. and he walks around yes. the corner only to find yes. that he's
0: like, which is
1: quite good and spooky. Dressed in a kind of Liam Gallagher-esque kind of um, scooter jacket, poncho thing, yeah. Also reminds me of the outfits that are worn in um, Rock and Roll Circus when they do, Ah. oh, Ah. the song, it's a crap song, like Ballad of the Common People or something. Well, don't the
3: Beatles have something like that on the Help album cover as well? Well,
1: yeah, they're proper clothes, though. (laughs) 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 They're actual clothes for, like, keeping warm and dry. Whereas, on, whereas the, the Stones and John and Yoko wearing these stupid, like, felt hats and mm-hmm. these stupid capes in Rock and Roll Circus. And I think that's the reason Rock and Roll Circus wasn't released for 25 years. It's not because <laughs> the Who outdid the Rolling Stones, it's because they're wearing stupid hats made of felt and Yoko Ono's on it. And Yoko Ono should be banned from ever. <laughs> if she was in this, I wouldn't even like this. Ooh. Wow. Strongly so enough. one thing
3: i've written here is bird song and wind. i think that nearly yes. yeah. the whole of this um uh episode has got and, really and beautiful quite, sound effects on it.
1: Yeah 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 and some good radiophonic uh, workshop era Yes.
4: Like,
1: yeah. yeah 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 eerie that kind of yeah. bird thing it. isn't it the okay. effect do that? on
3: that It's reverse isn't it <laughs>
1: Oh, it's something reversed, but I don't know what is reversed. Like, is it a and triangle? Your voice from a... the future. So yeah. they took that
3: back
0: in
4: time. Yeah.
1: The other thing
0: Delia. I noticed, and I thought, oh, how things have changed now as well, is it said this, uh, the, the lady who he speaks to, whose dog is with the great hair, whose dog, mm. dog attacks him, she says that, oh, oh, you know, you're from London too. Obviously, recognizes mm. his accent. But what was amazing was when I watched the credits at the end, she's just listed as woman. LAUGHTER
1: <laughs> And I thought,
0: God, Yeah, is yeah because there yeah, was God, no, God, no God,
1: other woman in it.
0: Exactly. It was
4: like, she
1: can't She's even the only, the character name. She is the only woman in it, actually, isn't she? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so sparsely populated that it's quite hard to kind of... At least of... there was a woman
3: in this one. Oh, no, there yeah. was a woman in the other film as well, but he she got checked out of the train. those
1: woods,
0: that's going to mm. be his, his digging. Okay, location.
3: this is a bit I didn't understand, and I didn't understand the second time either. Does he mm. pretend mm. to leave in order to... Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's how I
0: read it. Yeah, so he yeah.
3: he pretends to leave in order to sort of make the the, the fact he's okay. going to go and dig this uh, a secret. So he, he yeah. takes the train to the next stop and then walks back, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. And then he's he, all night he's digging. Uh, up that and happens in
1: the story as well, in the written story. Okay. And
3: while he's digging,
0: he hears a,
3: a spectral laugh. Oh, okay, it? so I put, it's a laugh or a mm. cough. I couldn't work out if it was mm. a laugh or a cough.
0: A, 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 a little of both. I I was... <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah. Beautifully done, John. Two for two on the sound
0: effects, mate. Is I've
4: great.
1: also got tuberculosis, actually. <laughs> which is, um...
0: And then he, first of all, he finds the skull mm-hmm. and he realizes, oh, I'm close. And because it'll keep yeah. digging. What, 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 it did look like very loose sand. Yes. But it's something that had been. Looks
1: you know, like he's
3: digging on Browsey Island to me. He does. Yeah, in yeah.
1: in this story, he is digging in next to the seat in sandbanks. Oh, okay, fair enough. So fair it's very enough. loose. I, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
0: The, that, that's cool. And then he finds the crown, you know, produce it, and sort of legs it back to the hotel.
3: Mm. Yeah, but then he, when he gets on the train to, uh, to mm. come back, the, the guard thinks that someone else is getting on the train as well. Train You've missed hills.
1: the part where he... Oh. He's walking back to the station and comes across the guy stood blocking his way. Yes.
0: yes. He feels he's being followed. Yeah. Yes. Which is nice and creepy. Yes. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, now the guy's in front of me and you think yes. it's the same
2: For- spectral ap- aperture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's not. It's, uh, it's just it's someone just saying it's a local there's plenty of time. Time?
3: What are you running for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as he walks past, the the yokel sees a, a figure sees following, two. You're following That's him. Right. Yeah. It's great. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. It's very it's it's beautifully done.
3: Yeah. And then when he gets on the train, the uh, train guard thinks someone else goes to open the door for someone else, and they say, oh yes. sorry, I, I'm mistaken. I thought someone else was getting on the train. Yeah, which was, was brilliant. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, so, but then he go goes back um to the uh, to the um hotel. Mm. And then he starts hearing like the same coughing, laugh yeah, in, in the room, he does. and then all the lights mm. go out. Oh,
0: and and also someone has torn up the, the, yes. the family book.
3: Yes, yeah. So he's he's panning his torch around the room because he mm, knows right. in the room, and then mm, he sees mm. someone crouched on the floor who turns mm. their head, and then the light goes off. Yes, great, fantastic. You know, yes, uh, hasn't been done better in in like a conjuring or a um, mm. you no know, or whatever. Like because that there's
1: no sound, there's no like. Yep kind yeah. of that's, that's sound why it effect. It's yeah. literally it's felt- silent and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's really spooky. I, I wouldn't say yeah. it's a jump scare as such, but no. it is like intensely creepy yeah. in, so, in the way the story intends.
3: So the next morning Clive, he, he comes across Clive Swift who's painting mm. <laughs> um, down on the um, like
4: on the water. <laughs> <board. laughs>
3: <laughs> um, that's a different uh, I
1: haven't seen that edit of it. Next morning, he, f- he sees Clive Swift. Yes. Painting.
3: Yes. And um, Clive Swift, they're talking. He's like, oh, look, a figure's just appeared just where I was going to paint one. That's life imitating mm. art. And, um, and it's like, again, John Lennon watching him from the distance.
1: <laughs> um, but that, I always think watching this, that they were so lucky to have the weather they're describing on the day that they're shooting. Mm. So I don't know whether they actually like, rehearsed that or if that's an ad lib about you can't see where the land ends and the sky begins or mm, something like yes. that. Because it 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 is literally what they're describing. And you know, British weather is so various that you know you could not rely on that from one minute to the next no. Time, could you?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: No, and they did could have CGI to change. No.
1: <laughs> there's no Are there any effects in this at all? I'm no. struggling to think that there's any kind of practical effects whatsoever.
3: No. Maybe a bit of white face paint. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. There's no camera effects, is there? So basically, he 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 ropes um, uh, Richard Bouquet to come and help him bury the crown again because yes, obviously he's, he's freaked out by the the thing which is in his room, it's just scratching the at the following. case, trying to get it yeah. back, ripping up the thing. He's always been there
1: to take the up. And the boots, the boots is freaked out at one point as well, isn't it? Is there a point where someone goes in a room? And the boots mm. says, "Well, there's no one here, sir. Yeah. It's just you yeah. and." And I've got to say at this at this point, the boots for me is the highlight of this play. He is the camp icon of <laughs> 1970s Britain. Like he's so arch and like Kenneth Williams about all of his like, oh, oh, kind of like gossipy, saucy oh, I don't know, sir. I don't know that name, I'm sure, kind of thing, which is, I don't know if that's even a Norfolk accent. (laughs) I mean, it's just the kind of yokely accent they do, isn't it? It's not not specific to a place. But um, the boots is just, I think it's fantastic. And we were watching something the other day and there was another boots in that. And Hel was like, is it the same boots? And I was like, (laughs) no, it's a different actor. But a boots was obviously something that was very popular at the time with like a waistcoat and a you know uh uh he they had a specific kind of um outfit that they wore presumably but their job i presume was just to polish boots Dave, all the time Dave, david is...
3: cargo he was a a yes a, a canadian a- actor was he ooh. really yes um and ooh, what happened to him please? uh he died eventually um mm-hmm. on t- in 2006 age 76 wow Inked back in canada um oh bless him Yes, so they go and bury the um the crown, and we think it's all over. That's, yes, that's the end of that.
1: Yeah, but that's the stupid, you know. the wage The wages of sin is death, please,
3: as we all know. <laughs> so the next morning, um, uh, Clive Swift goes to to find um chat from porridge, and mm-hmm. the boot said, "Well, he already he left with someone, and I'm I'm sure it was you. Yes, you. Yes." He realizes, doesn't he? he? He looks over his shoulder and realizes
0: that he is being pursued. Yeah. Yes, again.
3: But I was, yeah. when I re watched this, I watched it at mm. double speed in order to get my. <laughs> and this is where it turned into. um... Oh, my God. Benny, Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Which sacks. I might, pop, on, yeah, so I might yeah. pop this on. Um, I might do that on Twitter uh, for yes, this episode. Right. But um, yeah, so, lots of chasing through the woods. Oh, uh, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's very well paced and it's yeah. kind of well it's even put better together. It's well than
3: at, at double speed. <laughs> he keeps doing, he keeps doing
0: this thing, doesn't he? Where he stops and does like a really exaggerated double check, yeah. and then yes. starts running again. Yeah, yeah Just keep yeah, running, yeah. man.
4: Keep yeah. running and don't stop yeah.
3: running. what yeah. Swift oh. does, which what all of us would do. It's, Completely out of breath. He can't, can't keep up. Yeah, he up. can't keep up. Uh, but the he sees on the horizon a figure just with the, um, what's the hook called, John? The Bill Hook. Bill Hook just hacking away at something on the ground.
1: And he goes, oh no, doesn't he? he yeah. like, it's kind of like a yeah. like weird response. And he, yeah, it's, it's a weird, yeah, that's what I've always thought, James, that his response mm. is very strange mm. and it's very emotive and not very British. Yeah. And it's just like he starts, oh. sits down and he starts crying which I think yeah. actually is quite a realistic, mm. um, rather than. Just overwhelmed by all.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: When, what you'd usually see in a British thing is like someone probably just being like, Oh dear, poor fellow. And oh. then, you know, trudging oh, on. <gasps> yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, he cries and it's quite an interesting response. And <laughs> then, um, <laughs> and then, and then um, he leaves, he goes to get on the train mm-hmm. and, um, the, the, there is the kind of impression or kind of implication that, that Agar is following him onto the train then, isn't yes, it? The same,
3: same thing happens where the guard thinks mistakenly but thinks there's two people in the carriage. With him. Yes. Very good. Excellent ending. Tied, Tied up. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and I, I if you haven't read the story, both of you, I I would suggest the story very heavily and it's um oh jolly good and and if you think of it as being set in the first world war i think it does make a lot more sense than in hmm. terms of the kind of um symbolism uh, really uh that is coming across Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just
3: write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
3: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
3: In my mind, I thought we'd take twenty minutes doing that. That was an hour. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> this one feels, for me, this had a lot fewer notes. So, um, mm. yes,
1: this is fairly straightforward, but it's still yeah. a very good ghost story.
3: We are now, uh, like we said, coming up to nineteen seventy-six. Um, a few years. The year, year of punk, anarchy in the UK. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was about to say, the year of the Sex Pistols on Bill Grundy. Yes! You, you filthy rotter. You oh, dirty you filthy fucking rotter.
1: <laughs> Shit. Nothing, a rude, <laughs> rude word. word. <laughs> Iconic. History was made because Freddie Mercury was at the dentist.
3: <laughs> that's a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. Um,
1: <laughs> that's what I always whenever I watch these films, I try and think what else is happening around these the films. Same. And I think, you know, that's, that's the interesting part of culture that you're watching stuff in a continuum rather than yeah. kind of on its own. Yeah. And it's mad to think that this was on TV at the same time that, you know, Johnny Rotten was like 18 or something. <laughs> and now he's like 65 and he's fat and, you know, butter. Yeah. yeah. And he's Brexit probably in Trump, isn't he? Mm. Um, and this still, because of the, the magic of film and TV, stands up as a paradigm of um, taste and um, good Obviously. filmmaking yeah. because films don't get old in that way, thankfully. Um, and it's got the fantastic Denim Elliott in it as well. Yes. You can't go wrong with Denim Elliott, really, you, you can cannot. You know. so no. you, you can't
3: Why do I know it. Denim Elliott? He's in Indiana, Jones, um, or Indiana or Jones. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. So he's in the first one and the
4: third, third one, one, is that right? And then right. he's
1: dead by the 2008 the one, isn't he? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see him in a photo, don't you? And they, they've they've built a statue to him. Have <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> they really? Yeah. Oh,
0: and oh. then Yeah, they, they go <laughs> past the statue.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. I've seen that film once. Oh, it's a... Te- <laughs> for me, Indiana Jones and the... What is it called? Kingdom of the, the Crystal Skull. The, 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 the Crystal Skull, skull. yeah, yeah. That is a terrible film. And I'll tell you why. Because it mixes supernatural with UFOs. And I think that is the okay. biggest rule breaker. You can have um, supernatural and the uncanny, but you can't mix it with UFOs. You can have one or the other. Zach, Zach Bagans, Bagan's Zach Bagan's tries it. <laughs> And he he ends up threatening someone with a samurai sword. It's too much. (laughs) It's
4: too much Even for Zach (laughs) Bacon.
1: Oh, very quickly, Ross, feel free to cut this out. I listened
0: to I'll send you the link if you want. A really amazing podcast just talking about a skinwalker ranch. Yeah. And a guy who killed all the aliens just saying, and they were trying to figure out, is he just doing it for money or what? Because they were like, obviously none of this shit happened. But there was a way that he just kept doubling down going, no, I've killed them. And he's like, oh, I made one of their heads pop like a zit. And their blood <laughs> is like acid. But, oh, the moment they died, they faded back to their own dimension and things like this. It's, it's brilliant. I was, if, you, if you want to hear it, I'll send you the link.
3: But it was uh, We have another lonely the, man. The single man. man yeah. And, uh, uh, well, there was a single two man. Two single men. Yeah, two single. Two. One man is
1: single in it. You don't know if the signalman himself is single or if he does have a wife. But I don't
3: think he mentions a wife, does no. he? No. But he did, like, invite a man into his, uh, what do you call it? His booth. the single, his, yeah, a <laughs> sleep by his fire. S- S- Signalman's booth. Yeah. Oh, whenever we watch this, I
1: make it hell watch this quite often. Oh. That's basically where I want to live.
3: <laughs> it does.
0: It, it did look very appealing, John. I just looks so cosy, oh, doesn't so it? He says, doesn't he? He just says, yeah. I just sit here and I, I try and give myself some education. Yeah. And yeah. I thought, amazing, his job is literally pulling that.
1: Yeah. Pulling those levers like twice an hour and then sitting yeah. down and reading. I'm like, Reading. Oh, I'm, I'm no reading radio. That... No radio. This is the thing that we. Yeah. Can, I, don't no, we <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can get around. I don't think we can get around, our heads around, is that, that that all of this is like pre-radio because anywhere like that now you'd have the radio. Yeah. You yeah. Like, it's so interesting. You a,
3: two look at these as if like, oh, I'd love to like an ideal yeah. existence. Where I'm like, yeah. this would be... I would kill myself. Yeah, uh, uh, Why? Just, a got, lovely, a lovely fire. Nothing
1: to do. Just what? having
4: a, deal a with sense of, teenage
1: boys all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a yeah, sense well. of routine, and, and 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 that's what he takes from it. In the story, is he's got his sense of routine. He's got a sense of.
3: Um, oh, for me, I, I got out of that. It was like a, like a crushing sense of responsibility and almost yeah, like then... he he was part of him he was a human part of a machine all he was there he couldn't he couldn't stray far enough from that in case he heard the bell so therefore yes. he he he's all he, he 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 can never switch himself off and I felt like for me, that's what drove him mad. Like it was, it was almost like the fear that he would mm. miss a signal. He would miss the bell. He would miss mm. like, something horrible, something horrible would happen. And that just drove him insane.
1: I don't know. I, I think that he, you know, he just wants to be there. He, he wouldn't stray because he's got everything there that he needs. And that's what the other guy says that, you know, I, I think I've met a contented man because mm. he's got his fire. He, he's got responsibility. He's got his learning and that's that's all he needs and i think that is a kind of quite a nice idea Existence, and i know that, yeah. that that is the the point of the story as well actually besides the ghost part mm. it's to do with a kind of not a socialist kind of ethic but something that you know dickens was kind of pointing towards which was like the, the emancipation of working people in the victorian era where mm. just giving them better rights paying them better better standard of housing and stuff um and i think that is it i think you it's quite a tragic story because you feel sorry for the signalman in the end mm. but oh yeah he hasn't i mean it's 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 a bit like a flash forward isn't it but maybe mm. the first time that it's a future ghost rather than a ghost from the past mm. because he's seeing he's, he's seeing a, his own ghost it himself isn't he? yeah yeah mm. Yeah. which that's, is quite a terrifying idea really
0: and it's, it's interesting, like, of how Dickens uses the supernatural, because it's this
1: and mm. the Christmas
0: Carol, isn't it? Mm. And you're quite right that ultimately ghosts represent for him that notion mm. of things like regret. Yes. In a Christmas Carol, you know, they, they represent yeah. regret of, you know, the life not lived and what he could have done. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah, yeah. the decisions he could have made. Mm. Whereas in this, as I said, it's, as I think, as Ross correctly points out, that fear of responsibility, you know, that feeling of responsibility and what and with the three cases that or the two cases that we learned mm. about during the thing of uh during the uh narrative. during the film is yeah during the narrative is um what could i have done and mm. oh could it could i have and i thought oh, that's really interesting how mm. he uses like of like the supernatural
1: with regret like, regret again yeah actually i thought of that in terms of with it, so what? what are the so so basically, we've got a guy who is having a wander in the countryside mm-hmm. and you find out in the story, and it's hinted at here, that he's just been released from prison. Oh, and okay. I think, I think the character in, because he says something about, like, something like, I've known confinement and that is, so when, you know, the signal says, I'm stuck here, I can't leave, blah, blah, ah. blah, this guy says, I've known confinement in my time. But in okay. the actual story, you find, I think it's a recurring character in Dickens's stories. I might be wrong there, but I think it is. And he has been in prison before the mm. story. Because um, this story wasn't in a book. I think it was in like a, a you know, like a monthly magazine or like mm-hmm. any dreadful kind of thing. Um, so basically this guy is just having a, a mooch around the, the countryside, isn't he? And sees the signal and, Starts calling to him, oh, below there, hello down there. Goes down, has a chat with him, but it freaks out Denham Elliott because he's heard, he thinks he's heard that before, and he thinks he's seen the figure before with one arm covering its face and the other nice, arm waving. waving. Um, And then, I mean, the story just unfolds then, really. Yeah. Mm. But again, I will say for Lawrence Gordon Clark, it's beautifully shot, and there's one of the shots where the guy is returning to the hotel that he's staying in, and it's very misty. And you see the sign of the um, inn. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best shots in like the history of film because it just looks amazing. And I, I love that frame more than anything. It's just fantastic because it's so
3: English. And when yep. they show him in the room on his own, yes, that just made me so happy that I live now. Yeah. Like, because, yeah, I don't know. And it's just really interesting how different people get different readings from it and what, what people yeah. find, like, horrific. Like, the, the idea of being on my own and not being, and having to be 100% on the whole time. Mm. It's just, mm. and having that responsibility of, it's just, mm. yeah, it's, 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 it's good.
0: Hang on, point, point out, point out. We've been, we've been a bit vague here. The guy who we believe is be you know, as John says, has been released from prison starts talking to Denholm Elliott, who is the signalman, and they fall into conversation. And Denholm Elliott says, look, when you came down here the other day and you waved at me, is there a particular reason why you picked those words mm. and you said that? And he's like, well, no, I just saw you down there. And he's like, look, I've seen something, and I feel I need to talk to someone about it, but I'm worried that you're going to think I'm mad. And mm. he says, well, don't don't worry, you know, no chance of that, my friend. You know, I'll come back and we'll talk. And then over the subsequent evenings, denon Elliott then reveals to this guy that over the last, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, I guess, there have been two instances in which he believes he's seen a specter who's warned him of mm-hmm. dangers and two crashes that had happened on the line.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: There they are. That's a bit One crash very good. In the
3: sec- and the second time... Was a, a a woman falling from the train? Falling from a, the but train, a, a, a bri- it, it Kind
0: of, kind of, had a vibe that she was thrown. Yes, me as I well, was. Yes. Well.
3: Like, it is.
1: I, I don't know if it's. It's just something that's put in, for the sake of ambiguity, isn't it? Mm. Really, it's not addressed at all. But it, she does look a bit like someone's thrown her from the mm. train. Some amazing yeah.
3: visuals, though. Some great. The,
1: yeah. the, the visuals in this one are very striking. Um. The, after the um. Train crash is brilliant because you've just got this red light in the tunnel. Mm. Um, mm. so it's all suggested, but you don't question for a minute the kind of mise en scène to sound, um, particularly pretentious, um, because it just all feels very true. And then you see the lady the, the lady being thrown from the train is very kind of startling.
3: Mm-hmm. And her cat being carried away as well as Yes. another
1: amazing image. It's it's really well put together. And I think it's, the
3: it's, tunnel and the and the tra- the rail tracks just allows for some great composition, the framing, the the centralisation mm. of the of, of the yeah. line and the it's just looking into the tunnel, looking out of the tunnel. There's just some mm. amazing like yeah images. And the, images,
1: and, yeah. the and the 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 main thing that we keep seeing is this kind of mask-like figure next to the tunnel waving. Yeah. Which is the kind of flash forward that we find out. And what I loved of, it, um, th- there's a
3: really, there's a really, really good version of it on, um, on um, daily motion. Mm. Really clear. Mm. But when you start seeing that spectre, sometimes you you can't quite make it out. Make it out. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's like, you're, you're really looking to see. And then when you see it, it's like, it's, yeah, it's the kind of thing you see in dreams. It, it's a, yeah 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 amazing yeah. um mm. yeah i really i really like that kind of feel of 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 ghosts but again
1: it's like an economy of um because they didn't have elaborate and over the top special effects they didn't
3: try <laughs> to do it
1: yeah so they didn't do too much no so you've just got a bit like my reasoning with terminator 2 and cgi stuff you watch films now and it's literally like watching someone else play a computer game mm. I watched um, I tried watching um, Ready Player One the other day and it's all CGI and, yeah. I, and I'm just sat there thinking why this am I is watching something yeah. that's all CGI I, I've got no emotional investment in what's happening whereas with Terminator 2 they literally did the T-1000 and everything else was real and mm. it works really well and you watch it now 30 years later and it still looks really good With this, you watch it now, 30 years later, and it still looks... uh, no like 40? Yeah, 45 years later. It still looks really good because they don't over-egg the effects, and I think mm. that's the the key with effects always, is to not to kind of splurge on things that go against the laws of physics, and I think that's Mm. so often what happens with with special effects now is, oh, we're going to do this shot, and you've never seen anything like this before, and it's like well, I've never seen anything like this before because it's unrealistic. Mm. And then, then I'm kind of divorced from what is happening on the screen. And um, and this is why this works so well is because all of the effects are and a bit like, um, one into the curious. There's no effects at all. Mm. There's literally not one special effect in it. So it play it's it plays totally straight. And I think this is the strength of these films mm. is that um, there's no jiggery pokery. He's uh, a very technical phrase. A cool term.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so essentially, he's he, the signalman is like, I is trying to tell me something, but I don't know what it is. And what yes. if like, I, what if I could stop the whatever disaster it is trying to tell me? Oh, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. And it's it's driving mm. him nuts. Mm. And then he ends up like sh- going to the spectre, standing yeah. in the middle of the, um, the, the, the line. Shouting mm. at this thing, tell me what is it? What what is going to happen while he's doing mm. that? Our mm. other chap, he's running across at the um the countryside because yeah. the train's mm. coming, and he's trying he's mm. he's trying to tell him the train's coming, and es- essentially he gets mown down by the train. Mm.
1: So at that point, do you think that the other guy is kind of twigged or kind of the pennies dropped? Yes, or the, yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite hard to work out there, isn't it? What, yeah, why what, he's doing that. Yeah. What his motivation is, but I think that he suddenly has it sort of comes
0: to him in dreams, doesn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, 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 logic. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It it yeah. makes sense, to yeah. It, which once again ties back to that whole kind of Dickens and yeah. dream yes. and ghosts and, and it, all the rest
1: of it. It's very it's quite a tragic story and it's quite a sad ending because it's like and, and it's quite interesting because the guy has done nothing wrong. Mm. And it's not like the baddie has died no mm. there's no bad it's it's not a it's mo- morality, just
3: like, it's not a morality no
1: um no it's just like nice this guy try, who's yeah, yeah. actually quite a nice guy oh, yeah, and yeah. I, you know you'd you would you would go for a pint with him yeah all he um, wants to
3: do is stop a tragedy happening that's yeah it. Mm. yeah
1: and then and then he gets moaned down and then you know really that's i mean that is that the end is yeah. it literally just yeah that's it yeah is oh. it then a shot of them carrying him away and yeah. the guy looks sad and that's it? It is, yeah. isn't it? And considering,
3: yeah. you know, these both ran with the same length, we did that yeah. one in eight minutes, whereas we took an hour to do the first yeah. one. So it's The well, other one has got a lot of plot.
0: Exactly. And, uh, and the, yeah. uh, the, the other one we were setting up, our mm-hmm. uh, kind of yes. general, yeah. you know, the introduction,
1: talking about Clive Swift and all of that. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: So. <laughs> I think the other one has got a stronger subtext. I think yes. this one... This one is quite hard to know what the subtext is because, like I say, the main guy gets killed and he hasn't really done anything. He's done nothing wrong at all. He's just Mm. done his job. Mm. And I think that's a bit of a... uh, I don't know if that's like, you know, Dickens saying, you know... You cannot escape your fate. We need better rights for work. Yeah, but we need better rights for workers because these people are working. They're having Mm. shit lives. They're doing all the work and then they're just dying, you know. we, We need to give them... We need to give them a break, basically. Mm. They need to form a union <laughs> and get better rights for themselves. And I don't know, you know, maybe that's reading too much into it, but um, maybe that could be a, good a subject. It
3: was. So are we marking okay, them? Okay, yeah. so how do you want to mark it? Do you want to mark them independently or as a whole?
1: I think we should, um, just before we mark them, we've got to say hello to Claire Roberts, because I heard from Alan um, today she's listened to every episode while she's oh, working and she's listened her. up to um um ghost watch oh fantastic hello so, claire uh, hello, claire. hello hi claire and um thank you we will get your Sorry. brother-in-law on soon to talk about that film where the womb is in the bottom of the church and dissolved Ooh. the film through.
3: Spoilers! What,
1: wow, that what's it called, Cleves? I can't remember. Uh, a layer uh, of the white word. Borderlands.
3: Borderlands, yeah. But you've ruined it now. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's, a good we'll, we'll a it's Good film. Give the yeah. ending away. It's good film. Yeah. But uh, our brother-in-law directed it, so we'll have to try and wow. get him on at some point.
3: Lovely. Okay. Lovely. Lovely. Lo- lovely. lovely. Oh, lovely. lovely. So, marks that- out of five, then. I was going to give it a four, and I'm going to give it a five. You talked... Wow! You always... Five out of five? T- you always five. talked me up, yeah. I loved it. Wow. Loved Which them. one, I Loved them both. I just... Yeah, just love them both. So
1: five out of five
3: for both? Yes. Uh, James? In the round.
0: I I really, really enjoyed them both. Four out of five
3: for me. Oh, for well, that might really? be highest score, James. Apart from... Well, I'm going to say, yeah.
1: obviously, because I feel... I was going to say, because I thought we were doing... um uh whistle and i'll come to you that this basically is a film that i would live in um and i <laughs> do kind of feel the same about these two so i'm going to say five out of five well Great. I,
5: well this, this, this is has been higher... the one
0: that's had that, that both of them didn't have much to take the piss out of no come
4: that's, on yeah, this.
5: there's nothing Look, in it that's really... as you said yeah, yeah, yeah. Atmospheric, yeah.
0: both really yeah. good, interesting stories. Gave me plenty to think about. Yeah. Plenty of them all over. Both really good use of the ghost story. Both really British, bang bang. bang or oh,
5: ticks the boxes. Yeah. yeah, a real sense of that kind of English horror of loneliness. Yeah, coldness, bad weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, quite a specific. I'm, re-
1: I'm reading a thing at the moment called "Sense of Place," which is about sense of place, and um, mm-hmm. it's it goes from basically Beowulf, cool, up to the present day, and that mentions about the the kind of British psyche of of landscape and where, what you can read into it is where horror comes from, and and it's it's a lot about like forests, mountains, swamps. Places like this until like the eighteenth nineteenth century were clusters being places that were ugly and horrific mm. and they were to be avoided and it was where creatures lived and like these you know these kind of realms where magic and supernatural stuff happened and I think these both these um particularly the first one that we've done tonight really has that sense of um uh like an ancient horror that's lurking a bit like nigel Neal. it's it's not quite as clever as nigel Neal, but i think the nugget of the kind of three crowns mm. thing is it's a brilliant invention yeah. that you think um has got legs oh i'd love I, you know i'd go and look for those three crowns if i had the yeah. opportunity 100 felt real yeah, it felt real. That's the best thing you can say, James, isn't it? Really, very similar shoot. Yes, yes, very, very good. Sort
3: of yes. Yes. Felt hats. Yeah, yeah that's our uh, highest scoring thing. we have done. What? Yes, the Omen was. We've uh, outdone
1: the Rats at last. We've, <laughs> <laughs> so
3: we've got one more. So we because the Omen was four five four, and this was five mm. five four. So there we go. Yeah, I
1: it's a, it's I enjoyed it more than the Omen because mm. the Omen even still now has more kind of laughable. Yes. period details, like yes. the shitty Allegro that you see and, like, some of the effects Kim. look ropey, don't they? Him
0: <laughs> just being allowed to do whatever the hell he likes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just gonna,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get on my ambassadorial <laughs> plane and jet. fly wherever I want. What are you doing? In I can tell you. What's James's highest ever score? I'm interested to know what. Um, was it
3: Never um, Trust the Rabbit?
0: I really like Never Trust the Rabbit. Yes, it
3: was. Uh, yeah. um, but after that, the... It has only been the omen and this he's given a four to. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Whereas I've given five out of five to everything. Yeah.
3: A l- less it's cool. I- <laughs> something I've picked, which then even tried to give them like negative <laughs> scores to we don't
1: I can't wait for you both to watch the oblong box. Yeah,
3: well that will be wow. the um, episode after next.
1: That's the Ooh. maddest film. I think that's the maddest film I've ever seen. Whoa. That's... um it's vincent price as as a as a like a romantic lead with a woman who looks like a third of his age <laughs> um it's just insane it, it, and uh, the story just is all over well, the place well let's place. hold it's that brilliant. for
3: um looking forward next month, next yes. month yeah so yeah yeah,
4: yeah yeah it's very good
3: So has anyone got anything they want to talk about, which they've seen, watched, done?
0: I think this, this this one is a, a combined one, isn't it? Because we all, yes. we, I think we all watched. We spoke about it at the end of the last episode. It was great. Mm. Uh, Mark Gates's version of, of Mr. James' The Mezzotint. Yes. Mm. Over mm. Christmas,
3: mm.
1: which I really enjoyed.
0: Which is yes.
3: A, which is another, this is part of the same strand, of course. Mm.
1: Yes, it is. So that's that ties in nicely. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was probably the best one since The Signalman. Um, I thought it was stronger than the other two ones that Mark Gatiss has done. They did number 13 and View From a Hill uh, about 10, 15 years ago. They weren't great. And then the two 70s ones... The the one that isn't Lawrence Gordon Clark, and then the one that is La- Lawrence Gr- God Lawrence Gordon Clark. One is the Ice House, which is mm. um, demented and best forgotten. For the other one is called Stigma, and it and is quite good. There's a lot of gratuitous seventies nudity in that one. There is. Bleed- there is bleeding today did you watch it james i, I
0: did because it recommended after i watched the signalman <laughs> youtube suggested i watch it next i was like oh,
1: this? <laughs> what did you think james it's mad, it's isn't mad? It? peter mad. Bowles shouting mad. it's very dramatic yeah <laughs> the story is a stone in someone's garden is lifted up she starts bleeding she dies yeah but there's a lot of Avery esque Kind yes, of, um, it's all in Averbury. and then
0: it it, moves it, to the countryside. Yeah. The old curse, yeah. the old curse of the witch, and all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, John's right. That is the plot. <laughs> the, it. Yeah, like,
1: it, the story is as thin as a fact oh, page. But yeah, 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 and the end is like a helico- helicopter shot that flies off <laughs> as she's dying in the car. It's just bizarre. but um yeah. So I think this this the one that Mark did this time mm. is the best in Signalman. No problem. At all, really? Yeah, it really gave um, me the creeps
3: when that when the thing started climbing through the window.
1: It's brilliant, and I a lot of people have said online that he shouldn't have gone for the last shot of the total close up of the face. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I want to see more of it because yeah. it's like bring it, you know, bring it in. And that's I thought Rory Kinnear was great,
3: and, and like, mm. I kept he going. Is good. it Rory Kinnear? Is it? Oh, it's not. Yeah. him. it is. No, it's not. And he was, he yeah. was, he was, he was, was brilliant. Really good. I
1: thought. I think the whole thing. Considering, you know, the problems of COVID, they filmed it in COVID, so mm. reduced cast and crew, having to have social distancing, I don't think you could really tell no. that any of know, that played see. a part. Um, one very interesting thing that, that I should add as an aside, my favourite podcast that I listen to, which is the Emma James podcast, podcast of the curious, in their, like their third episode, they reviewed the original Story, the MR James story, mm. and one of the guys that does that podcast suggested the twist at the end of this um, uh, story. Should I give the twist away for yeah. those who haven't yeah. watched yeah. it or Switch read it off the mail. story? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, because I, I can't remember. So what. we're going to do a spoiler. Basically, in the story of the Mesotint, there is no link between the mesitant and the guy who receives the Mesotint. Oh, okay. In the TV version, the implication is that he's the last in line yep. of the family that the poacher is trying to murder in the mezzotin And that mm. is an idea that was first flagged up in the um Why? podcast. Oh, well, cool. yeah. I wonder if he heard it. Well, yeah. I mean, 2011, they did that. So he sat on the idea for 10 years if he did hear it. But. um. As they have said because they re- they reviewed it quite recently, and I listened to that the other day it is if you're gonna um if you're gonna adapt that story, it is the kind of um it gives more flesh to the bones of this story that the threat is actually directed at him rather than the family of the landowner mm. within the picture because obviously the reveal is then at the end of this story that he sees the picture and It's, gone it's his from, house, yeah. It's now his house, yeah. which obviously is squeaky bum time for him, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. And I thought it was really good. I, I, the effects at the
3: end were excellent. Yeah. I'm just waiting um, for, Um, it's Richard Wells, isn't it, who did the, the illustration on this? Yeah. So I'm waiting for that to come on his shop so I can get that he to be He'll be flogging those now, money. Yeah. he? In the toilet next to our... Um, Dracula picture from Dracula yeah. I was really delighted
0: to see um, that some guy had, who was who himself was a TV director had laid into it going oh, oh James did you see this guy I did and then I thought John what an absolutely shit comment that is so I was like wait a minute person responding to him underneath that's john (laughs) and john just going you absolute idiot or something i was like yes this guy this guy
1: was going through twitter and everyone that was saying it was bad he was agreeing with them and said yes it's very lame like i met mark Gates in 1985 in a writer's room i don't like him a lot of money Mm. went to him and then you looked at this guy's cv on his twitter he directed Bergerac, yeah, and something like um, Tomorrow's yeah. World or something. Yeah, 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 And I was just like, "How sad and annoyed, still angry? angry can you be?
3: It's yeah, almost like man. you know, it's almost like having an argument with someone about changing rooms, and then like <laughs> holding on to that
1: bigotry, <laughs> bigotry. If you're out there, Stephen—is his name Stephen? Stephen Volk, yes, Stephen Volk. I turned down a job with Chapter because they wanted me to photograph him oh. recently. And I said, nice. guys, there's no way I can photograph Stephen Vol. There's bad he's got blood. A, there's bad blood there. Um, I think he follows us on that. Twitter.
3: Oh, I'm, well, no. I
1: hope he's listening. I'm a fan oh. of TV's Changing Rooms with Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen and Anna Ryder Richardson or whatever, and Anna Richardson or whatever mm. it's called. And I think people should be able to watch what they like on TV. Not be told by some um washed up who wrote love a
5: few, <laughs> this is running, wrote a few running, films running. of Ken Russell
1: in the nineteen seventies.
5: <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> next time I almost said next
3: time on Creeping Armstrong, so that was a flat that, oh, was, um, man. that was a uh, next time on what is this? What uh, is next time, please? Next I need to
1: time get it right next time, yes.
3: do and I've got to remember what the name of this podcast is. I, next time on General Witchfinders, Finders, after um, running a uh, poll on Twitter to see what we was going to watch next, wow. um, we are going to be watching The Legend of Hell House. Oh really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the one that I voted for didn't win. Uh, <laughs> I wanted
1: to vote for the crazy. I wanted to watch the crazy kung fu one.
0: Yeah. So, yes.
3: But well, we can come. Which back is
1: to, the Legend of Elf House? Is that black and white or Roddy Roddy No, it's um
3: 1978, I think.
1: Oh, I don't think I know. Oh, I bet this one is going
3: to be shite. Well, but it looked good to me.
4: So it, it was. Between, well,
3: okay. Uh, it, was, it was between uh, which one a general. The um, the legend the of this, uh, the kung fu. Pandas. Yeah, we should
1: have watched the kung fu one. We should have rigged the
3: vote basically, uh, uh, and we're watching the legend of how house. So, listeners, again, one which I quite like the look of. John will probably not watch. And we, no. okay. And then after that, watching the Oblong Blocks. Oblum it is bright. the one with Roddy McDowell, and it's terrible. It's not black and white. It's not black and white
1: though. Oh, oh no! There we are. On that bombshell be a shell. listener. Thank you, Claire Roberts. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you. Um, and I hope everyone's 2022 has started off uh, yes. better than their 2021s. Yes. And uh, oh God, thank you for yeah. continuing to listen. And until next time,
4: farewell.
3: Yes.
1: Happy New Year to you all. Love, light, and peace.
3: Yeah, happy day, baby. I don't know what I'm doing with this hand. <laughs> <laughs> you have been listening to
4: The General Witchfinders. <laughs> Support the show and continue the conversation at patreon.com forward slash General Witchfinders. Subscribe and spread the word at generalwitchfinders.com. Farewell, and don't have nightmares.
5: One sec. Here it is.
3: It's a museum mm. of... It is called the Museum of Horrible Things. Mm. It's the Little Dean Jail. Forrester Dean. That's fucking miles from here. It's got, look, uh, Crime Through the Time Collection, the Iranian Embassy Siege, the Nazi... <laughs> <laughs> the Iranian
5: Embassy
0: Siege? Yeah. What
3: on earth? The Nazi and SS Holocaust Museum. Um The Nazi what? The SS, Nazi, and Holocaust Museum. Oh, right, okay, in, yeah. the uh, Quadrophenia, the collection. What? <laughs> yeah. Is this just written by a drunk? This <laughs> no, one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Right, so.
1: all the things I hate. Wow. Um the SS. Nazis. <laughs> the Iranian embassy. Celebrity, empathy.
3: sleaze, and scandal. Uh, <laughs> special operations with WW2... Ho- uh, uh, I don't know if I'll come to this. Please, this be Christ,
1: sounds like Brett.
3: Crazed twins and mafia gangsters. James they Bond saw... and beyond. Freaks of nature.
1: James,
3: James G- Bond. Blue clothes <laughs> can. You close History of the British police. Fascism and British. a The black shirts Is and it's awesome it's... mostly. Charles Bronson. Uh, Albert Perrinpoint, Hangman and Executioner. point, Yeah, yeah. point, yeah. Who Killed the Bears. These are all those different sections. It? <laughs> yeah. This just
0: sounds like Brexit
1: the Museum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brexit the Museum. Have you seen that um, Farage has gone over to uh, <laughs> hang out with Djokovic's
5: family? <laughs> it, like, the last thing they need is that clown turning up. That's men- What was the premise of Boone? I don't. Know. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: <laughs> he was. He, they were. He was like a delivery driver of some, or like a. That's the company that he worked for.
3: What he was like doing, like Amazon deliveries. Boone.
5: Oh, no, but ex-fireman Ken.
1: Boone. Anything legal considered, he takes on a variety of jobs, with help from his ex-colleague Harry. His career of courier. Bodyguard and private investigator begin. Uh, TV's Michael L. Fick.
3: So we had Michael L. America had um um Magnum PI. Magnum PI, yeah. <laughs> well, imagine if there's a crossover, Boone P, uh, Magnum crossover. <laughs> there was a um a Magnum which happened which took place in the UK and it had uh,
5: Peter Davison in it. Really? really? Yeah don't remember that. I do do it. Why would I listen to myself
3: back
1: again? Because
3: I I, I put loads of lovely special effects on you. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. When you do a bit of singing, a bit of
1: echo. Shall I I do some singing now? You've already
3: done your um, special effects.
1: So what what (laughs) can I do now that you'll put a good um, effect on? I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. I yeah. don't need anything
0: on it.
3: It's my next
1: ringtone. Yeah, Delia Derbyshire, that is.
5: That's RIP. Who's
0: possessed? In your face, Brian Eno. Can have some of
5: that. <laughs> I'd love to go back. I've been, I, went to Guernsey,
1: Gu- Guernsey? I went to Guernsey in 1999, and it's a very strange place. Mm. You feel like you're in Miss Marple. Ooh,
3: imagine being in Miss Marple. <laughs> <laughs> right, cut that
4: out as well. Oh, That's right. not appropriate.